0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to the What Culture Gaming Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Tilford, joined by Josh Brown.
1: Hello, Scott Tilford.
0: And James Dows. Josh first this time. I just thought I'd mix it up. You uh, know what else is mixed up? Toy Story 2 on PlayStation Premium Plus. No way! I know. What were you gonna say?
1: I was gonna say I cannot believe you came to me first there. Yeah. You never come yeah. to me first. No. And you picked the day that I was off mic stifling a burp. <laughs> <Yeah>. You <laughs> saw me do it, mm-hmm. and you came didn't over to see me and anyway. do it. I was, I was I was stretching. Thanks,
2: Scott.
0: Yawning. I am looking at the time. Timeline. Mr. James Stouse, you've been spoiled for many weeks in a row.
2: Yeah. You got, you you got a no, no, that's fair. Pass the
0: spotlight fair. across. Um, now, speaking of cool things, again, Toy Story 2 is going to be on the PlayStation Plus Premium list, which isn't what we're going to talk about. However, I think the current energy in the gaming industry is very chaotic right now, mm-hmm. um, with the likes of Starfield and Redfall being delayed on the Xbox front. The rest of this year just looking a bit like a barren wasteland, to be honest. There's bit. not that much going down. Now, I did say at the end of last week uh, we were going to do a mix of PlayStation Premium slash monthly service stuff, with uh, a rundown of dates for the games that are coming for the rest of this year. And then we just blabbed our asses off and we didn't have enough time to get to these games. Now I still have this big list of stuff. Games with uh, confirmed release dates. A few things that are pretty, you know, dead certs for 2022. But they don't have specific dates just yet. And then I thought I'd fill in some more gaps with a handful of different rumours um, that are doing the round. Some stuff more uh, confirmed than others. So we'll run down the games that are still coming for the rest of this year. Because I think it's good to get a handle on just what the hell we're going to be playing. Because right now we can feel like there's not that much. Much out. Um, so I'll run some stuff down. I'll run down all of these and we'll just see what sticks out. Um, so we've got Sniper Elite 5 in a couple of days, May 26th. We've got the Quarry coming on 10th of June, the Quarry being a uh, super massive games follow-up to Until Dawn, or at least really something that is more in that vein, slash a horror type thing. We've got Mario Strikers Battle League, which old me didn't write uh, write a date down for. So whatever. June, <laughs> 10th. June 10th, good one, just to James. I Sorry. should have come to you first, to be honest. Yeah, he's, yeah. He's earned it again. <laughs> Sonic Origins, 23rd of June, Saints Row, the 23rd of August, Splatoon 3, the 9th of September, Forspoken is coming the 11th of October but the current rumour is that Square Enix are actually going to be replacing that with Final Fantasy 16 so hopefully they stick to the same date and Gotham Knights the 25th of October. Which of those games James, Mr. Josh Brown doing a little little finger What are you he's doing? doing? He's doing a finger gun <laughs> no, I, talk, no, stop. No, no. I can't <laughs> ignore a finger gun.
1: James Dowse <laughs> <laughs> has been the golden goose of the past few weeks and He's now, had a stressful uh, afternoon He's had a struggle a lot of Why am of I here? <laughs> he he the the puts his
0: head no. to the side and he gets very angry I can't <laughs> <play Yeah. it. laughs> Spider-Man 3.
2: Up? James always
1: has uh, emo Peter Parker himself yeah, right have, now. Yeah. For Doing a little dance before we
0: came in.
2: Yeah. Home, things my fingers. Fingers.
1: You know what, James? I want to actually pass this over to you. You seemed like you had something vital and interesting to say. So if this doesn't live up,
2: I was going to say, <laughs> who cares about any of this? Go Toy on. Story 2's coming. <laughs> Which
1: we did. That's we I, talk that's about every week. Right? Yeah, like, surely the people at Sony yep. listen to us talking about Toy Story 2, the game, well, we and then did. put it on that list.
0: We did a pod three, four weeks ago about the best six out of ten games of all time, and I'm not saying that Toy Story 2 is a six out of ten game, but the energy of those overlooked games is in that general mm-hmm. bracket, and something like Toy Story 2 on the PlayStation 1 slash N64 or wherever you played it is just, it's one of those gems that you play when you were a bit younger. And I kind of think it's nuts that it's on the PlayStation Premium service. Like, I love that. I like the fact that they went to Disney or whoever's in charge of that game license and just said, can we get this? I think it blows everything wide open. It maybe means that, you know, we'll get hit, Simpsons hit and run. It, could, it yeah. could mean absolutely anything. Absolutely. It's
1: such a strange thing to see on that list because mm. the list of classics, especially PlayStation 1 games and 2 games on that list, were, were so small and limited that you didn't expect them to go, at least I didn't expect them no. to go, beyond the stuff that you did expect to mm-hmm. get something like that. Story, so I fully agree that bodes well for the long term prospect of that service. But going back to the list of games you mentioned, go on to be honest, man, like there's still a lot of good things coming out this year. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. that you mentioned there a lot of Sonic Origins.
0: On... No, well, Do you get the pre order in, well, I, Pay for the menu. I said oh, good wow. things, yeah. like I didn't yeah, say you know, me- mediocre, things. great um, things.
1: Um, <laughs> but like Call of Duty is something I'm obviously very much mm. interested in. Modern Warfare 2 mm-hmm. uh, The Quarry coming next month, mm-hmm. that's probably the, the next game that I'm really looking forward to. Is I want to 85? see. Sniper Elite Five, He's I, I will play it. Don't yeah. you worry about yeah. that. I'll jump into that on in Game Pass. But I'm not looking forward to it with the same feather that I am <laughs> looking forward to the Quarry because I I want super massive games who were obviously the developers of this and until Dawn and the mm-hmm. Dark Pictures Chronicles to you know be as good and as buzzing with potential as they mm. were when they dropped Until
0: Dawn I want the quarry to
1: be the proper spiritual success to that game and hopefully they managed to
0: nail it well the thing is they have tried a lot of different stuff since Until Dawn that was 2015 they had that weird first person shooter squad thing in VR that was terrible and there's the Dark Pictures anthology which was fine but it just, none of them have really lived up to Until Dawn and so they've kind of been out there saying this is like a spiritual sequel or a return to form or whatever you want to call it um, but Mr. James if have, have you played the Until Dawn?
2: I've not no it's really no, good. I hear Josh always talk about supermassive <laughs> games, like yeah. they sound like a really cool developer. They
1: really yeah. are man, in like you know, the, the Dark Pictures Chronicles, which is the anthology uh, series that they did afterwards, yes.
2: didn't... Mm-hmm. Which no one really bothered with, well, even like, though
0: Until Dawn is brilliant. Yeah, no
1: one really bothered with it kind of... You know, they introduced some interesting gimmicks in that, but I'm just hoping that this is like a proper big release. It's mm. going to be fascinating to see if they can spin all of these plates at once because they're still making Dark Pictures games. You yeah. know, there mm-hmm. are st- there's still one coming this year. There's mm-hmm. still a bunch of other ones in production. So I'm going to be interested to see whether this kind of feels like a proper... Event mm-hmm. uh, is it well, Games Pass? It's not that I know oh, okay. of. I don't think it is. It's multi platform, but it's not a Game okay. Pass game at mm. the
2: moment. That gives just kind of me more. Gives me more hope for it being really, really good kind of thing. Mm-hmm. That's it. Because I, Sniper Elite, that's just going to be farted out and forgotten about in a month's time. Let's scandalous, blasphemous, James. Unpack uh, this, James Douthat. What I, you just said. So that. you shoot we, a man in the bollocks. You can yes, but that's what the. the Obviously, there's all this debate at the minute about Game Pass and yes. whatever, whatever. Well, you've ca- you're in one of the all one of the one of the people who've cancelled. I have, and then all this riot started because of what I said. But hey, <laughs> what are we gonna do? but no, a lot of these Game Pass games come out and then I've forgotten about immediately, unless mm. it's your tunics. Is it Turic? tunic? Tunic, yep. yeah, tunic. And mm. then the other one, what's the re- what was the other one? What you played recently? The oh, there's you? a few, mate. There's a Paradise yeah. Killer. What, your your that's, that's the one. Yeah. All these games, like some of them are great, some of them are terrible, whatever. Mm-hmm. But with something like this, where it's actually you actually send them money like this the <laughs> quarry yeah. or whatever, you know that it will be solid I don't know, I've just I fallen know, out no, of no, luck no. with Game Pass. I
1: genuinely think you've touched on something interesting yeah. there because that's the same mentality that Sony is trading on right now. Mm-hmm. You know, they keep saying that if we put our top tier games on a Game Pass-like service, the quality, or at least perceived quality, will be down- diluted. They won't mm-hmm. be perceived as big event releases, big blockbuster releases. Mm-hmm. So it's it's just interesting to hear that in person, to hear that mm-hmm. from someone I trust and not just <laughs> someone trying to spin it so it makes yeah. their games look better. Like There is, I think, a perceived... Not lack of quality, but a disposability to Game Pass releases. Yeah, they're viewed mm-hmm. as content yes. rather than games. It's weird.
0: Like, That's it's what like I meant. yeah, it's like <laughs> it. It's devaluing, or it makes them sort of. It's easy to forget them. Like if you spend sixty pounds, seventy pounds on Sniper Elite Five, you will like play a lot more of it, or yeah. like you'll try and see it through to the credits. That's why I always mention completion rates for Game Pass stuff. It's easy to just do like have a bit of a dabble and then just sort of get rid of them again. It's not something you're actually invested in. Um, but yeah, in terms of the game dev side of it, I would assume that something like Sniper Elite Five is just getting a revenue boost from Game Pass um, because it is just third party but like at the same time um, that's like the next thing with any remote budget
2: that is going to be on Game Pass and then we're going to be waiting a long time so it's the, the last content. one before that was Elden Ring and Lego Star Wars I guess well like the two games I personally bought with my own money that were right. oh, like big temple releases yes. yeah um, so it just I don't know the quarry it gives me hope for it being really really good
1: uh-huh. absolutely at the same time I did see it was like 65 on the, uh, pounds okay. on the Playstation Sweet store Lord. so I'm like mm, you're I've gonna need to do something to justify that <laughs> yeah. my friends this needs to be like that's why I keep saying you know this needs to feel like it has the production quality A premium of, uh, until I, done yeah it yeah. needs that
0: premium feel. I feel like that price point is them recouping losses for how much the dark picture stuff didn't work. I mean, like... Because this is... The quarry has, like way infinitely more excitement around it than anything they've had in the last seven years like even the dark pictures stuff for as much as it was directly after Until Dawn just didn't land very well I played the first episode I was like it's a bit buggy the voice acting's not great whatever and I just sort of dropped off it And I feel like most people in, in general did that whereas the quarry as soon as they invoked Until Dawn that was kind of all it took and it's on our list and we're talking about it and people are looking forward to it again True. so maybe they're just going we're going to just try and capitalize on it and have a, you know, a higher uh, price point for it and then see how it lands um, speaking of hoping that things are good, though, Mr. James Dows me and you love a bit of Sonic. Sure. A little bit of Sonic. Um, are you going to buy Sonic again? No. I will.
2: Maybe. Yeah. I don't know is it 32 pounds oh, the, well there's
0: like four versions of it because yeah, all the, all the pre-order stuff do you, you can pay you can pre-order to make sure you can animate the menu so that's one thing there how much is that? So what, is, that is that just like
1: a pre-order bonus I think 35 35 so pounds that's
0: stupid man. that's gonna be on a list <laughs> <laughs> at some point Jules Jewish. has already put it on a list <laughs> it's yes. dumbest things you have to pay extra for but um, yeah yeah so they have the original games the original trilogy plus Sonic CD um, and they're all sort of like re-rendered or remade let's say in like almost a Sonic Mania Engine, which is to say that they're more uh, widescreen, they've got everything's touched up, it's in HD or 4K or whatever else. They're still those games, but done as pristinely as
2: possible. Here's some with more animations. Them. Yes, the other day I went on Google Chrome and I typed in Sonic 2 Play, okay, and I could play it on a browser for you free. You could, why would I pay 32 pounds? Well, mm, oh, I would I pay 32 pounds for Sonic 2? The seems, best Sonic game is of, of all time, Maybe. also on the Nintendo
0: Switch Online, it's thing. true, but none of them are the remade ones. This is the re- this is the Christian Whitehead oh, style okay, one. okay, so right. in theory. That, yeah, well, that's the thing. They, Sega have been delisting those original games because assumedly they're
2: so confident. And then Grand Theft Auto as well. And then, well, yeah, there was that. Ugh. There was that. But that wasn't them.
0: made by. Well, not Mr. Christian Whitehead, but the Rockstar didn't do the definitive edition. It was handed off to Grove Street Games. But yeah, there's an assumption with this that it's like the definitive version of the trilogy, Mm -hmm. which I feel like the definitive version of the Sonic games gets sold to us every year. It's just that we've never had the Sonic Mania version of it um, with all those extra animations and that general game feel. So hopefully it's actually worth it. I do think it's absolutely insane, though, that one of the pre-order bonuses is just you (laughs) can rotate the main menu. Like that's... That's a hell of a thing. Um, other stuff, though, that is in a weird place that could still land and impress us, I think, is Saints Row. The more that they keep showing that off on the pure gameplay side, I do think looks impressive. Um, and I like the stuff where you can sort of just core style, get out of a car in motion, lie on the roof, and then shoot behind you and stuff. And it's like, if they'd led with that, everything would have just mm. been fine. But they yeah. had to lead with their worst foot forward. Mr. Josh Brown, are you a Saints Row, a new Saints Row fan?
1: Well, this is the thing, because I've never been a historic Saints Row fan. Mm. Um, and I'm not really a new Saints a fan. The trailer kind of did nothing for me, and I was like, "Oh, millennial humor. That's gonna hold up well in a few years time." <laughs> um, but that said, I fully agree with what you have said in mm. that the gameplay and what the devs have spoken about since that reveal mm. uh, has sounded positive. You know, I could go for a good bit of focused anarchy in my sandboxes because I feel like it's been a while since I have personally experienced a good open world game that's more about the anarchic side. I was gonna of- say
0: crime stuff just because yeah. GTA is yeah. so big. They just, every other dev just went, we're not going anywhere near that.
1: Absolutely. and yeah. I know stuff like Just Cause has always been there, mm. but the Just Cause franchise has similarly never been for me. It always felt like, you just know, cause as brilliant. wide as an ocean, but as shallow as a puddle. <laughs> and I hope... That this that. this um this game this Saints Row game manages to have that extra bit of depth that extra something else that kind of complements the explosive game. The thing
0: that's a bit weird is that they do have the wing suits and they do have like they're not superpowers but they have like really over the top characters and but they're I just it's weird because Saints Row as like an, you know across like Saints One to Four built to that and it got more and more over the top and they were competing with GTA and it was like they were trading off releases like with GTA so it kind of made sense quote unquote for them to get crazy that's what GTA was doing. San Andreas with the aliens and everything else. So, like, this one where it's, like, visually, if you didn't look at the gameplay you would just think it was a bunch of grounded like, regular people going on these crazy missions in the middle of the Nevada desert or whatever it is but then you look at gameplay and they're, like, launching out of a car and then deploying a wingsuit and then flying around and, like, using energy blasts and everything. And I just don't know if that's going to work. But, like, I love Saints Row, especially 3. I think 3 is one of the best games of all time. But, like, it's, I think it's hard to match that tone. Because 3 was very, like, of its time. It was Doing what GTA wasn't doing anymore. And then as soon as GTA went, GTA 5 is wacky again. And then they just reclaimed everything and that was it.
1: I don't really know where, you know, not only this franchise, but this style of game even is in mm. like 2022. Like you said, you know, the other Saints Row games, because I've got Just Cause just in my head. Yeah. I keep mm-hmm. going to say Just Cause and it's not what I <laughs> mean. I though. mean Saints Row. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like the, like you said, you know, they, they were very much of a time, of mm-hmm. a period. And I don't know how you reinvent that for a 2022 world where, you know, the humour lands in a way that isn't really cringy or... The, yeah. Know, yeah, so far it's been pretty cringe. Like, like meta in kind of one of those corporate ways where you kind of like, <laughs> I know this is written by 50-year-olds, you know? Like
2: forespoken yeah. which is drenched <laughs> in that bit, stuff. yeah. See, I felt that person with uh, Sunset Overdrive. Okay. I That's exactly it. what I was thinking yeah. James Douse, it Yeah, It just... I loved the gameplay, but mm-hmm. oh, it was cringy. The dialogue <laughs> really was rough. Absolutely. I feel like Sunset Overdrive has kind of been reappra-
0: reappraised recently, but it's mm-hmm. not like, yeah, there's a reason and that thing didn't land back in back in the day, and it was it was entirely
2: because of that. So when was the last Saints Row game? The get Out of Hell was that the last one?
0: My gut was going to say twenty fifteen, and I'm right. We really
2: January twenty fifteen. There
0: we go. But that we game had... got completely drowned by everything else in twenty fifteen.
1: Agents of Mayhem. Was it called In Between by the that same was like, developers? Yeah,
0: that was like 2017-ish. If you played that, yes, right? Yes, I reviewed yeah. that. That was one of the worst games I'd ever played. <laughs> right. That was abysmal. That, thing, that was like them going like, oh, everyone likes loot systems and everyone likes yeah. the Anthem style. Go here and defend this point style mission design. That thing, oh, that. I, You know when you hate something so much that it gives you energy? Yes. That, yeah. that was that. Okay. I was just like, this is the worst thing you could have done. Oh, yeah, that. Oh, no.
1: That's, no. As long as they don't repeat just that. Just don't ever do that since. again. Yeah. Be fine. No,
0: that was them going like, "Oh, well, we had superhero stuff in Saints 4, and a little bit in God Out of Hell, so we should do a lot more of that." And then it just played like hell. It was really repetitive. The characters were terrible. The writing, the world, it was that thing was literally one of the worst games I've ever played. I'm gonna yeah.
1: throw out a weird take here. Go on. I don't even know if I believe it, but just going off what we've said right now, and incorporating other games like Crackdown 3, mm. do you ju- do you just think maybe that this age of sandbox game, this age of open world game, is maybe just maybe we've just kind of Mm. as a a culture have grown beyond (laughs) this set of mechanics grown beyond this open world structure I'm not entirely
2: sure but it Mm. does feel archaic from a trauma perspective do you think it's because we've grown up though Maybe. Like, it's just like watching Lego towers being broken or whatever in Crackdown. But <laughs> now we're older and we're just like, someone's going to have to pick that up. I mean, like, it's not as fun when I you're older. I think the older. thing is, though, like, because I mean, I agree with you that it's like,
0: it depends how it's done. Like, I remember, yeah. like, Crackdown uh, 3 trying to sell itself on destruction. The Red Faction series, like, mm-hmm. the, th- the third person ones were all like, oh, you can destroy everything. And that was cool, but they didn't do anything with it in the mission design. Like, you weren't, yeah. like, in an open world. If you were in some sort of open world game and you're chasing down a target and you realized they were about to go over a bridge, if you could freeze time, zoom in, and blow up the struts, and then Took them out or something that would be sick. Like the, it, for me, no game really brought that stuff together and like made it like part of the actual design. It was just what if things could fall apart and we all went cool, and then they went no, that's it. What if yeah, they could fall yeah. apart? And it's just like I don't know. Like in terms of the um, is this era of open world stuff done for me? Like open world stuff became so like anodyne and boring because of GTA. Like they didn't know one wanted to compete with GTA, so you you lost all the mission design that would be based around heists or like you know bank heist. Or sorry, um, different crime missions or whatever it is that GTA used to do that all that innovation just went because no one wanted to compete with GTA so I was always I'm glad that Saints Row is coming back and like you said I'm like oh I can kind of go for a bit of a anarchic game again um, but it's all going to be in the mission design like it's going to be yeah. in how do you actually use these different powers and stuff so I I just I, I don't want to believe that open world games can only be one thing yeah. like yeah. you know you'd kind of hope that they get back to
2: how things used to be and then keep going I've just realised that every time like a Saints Row comes out that's the exact same time a GTA like 5 re-release comes out <laughs> so it's <laughs> yeah. never going to win is it Rockstar just do finally do a GTA six teaser yeah. just to sort of blast them from the side when say uh, Saints
0: Rose coming up. Yeah. But um yeah, so we got those things. Um Splatoon three, um I don't know how many f- if either yeah. of you two I played I play Okay, so yeah. I played an absolute stupid amount of Splatoon too, uh-huh. um, to the point where I bought a very bright, uh, bright green and pink shirt, <laughs> and then I just, it was there was this Spatoon shirt, and then I put it on. And I was like, I can't pull this off at all. <laughs> so it, it went into my wardrobe, but it's never been resurrected. But I love, love this Splatoon world so much. Josh, did you play any Spatoon?
1: I didn't. I didn't have any kind of Nintendo. I console think you love the Squid when Kids. The first two came out. I liked the Squid song. That is yeah, oh, that, the okay. Squid okay. Punk franchise. stuff is
0: so good. Yep, it, it
1: always looks visually interesting. It mm-hmm. was just I don't want to shoot paint and i know that's <laughs> okay. very okay.
0: almost you can, i mean and you still are shooting targets it's just that like you know you can shoot the world and then you made a pool that you can jump into like Absolutely. you're just making makeshift poles. i and am stuff.
1: only half joking there i definitely will uh check out you can't get a free- big bucket in particular, because I know that you loved, like you said, you know, you played uh, Splatoon two to death. Or
2: I've completely yeah. forgot. Is there a death match mode, or is it all turf wars throughout? Uh, they brought in a death match
0: mode. There's, oh, okay. There was a whole bunch of stuff because they did that um, the salmon run where you had to go and oh, get right, the, yeah. th- the salmon in the bucket and stuff. Okay. Um, but yeah, the main thing was turf wars because it was, um, which I thought was cool. Like you can take people out, reduce their tickets or whatever, but it was more about making sure that the mm-hmm. uh, arena had your mm-hmm. color as much as possible. Um, so yeah, Splatoon <laughs> is like a nice little Nintendo's version of a like a big premiere shooter kind of. Thing. And
2: is that their biggest release this year?
0: Uh, For now, yeah. Unless they announce something in one of of the directs or whatever. Um, that is, I'll get back to that in my rumors because okay. I've got uh, something potential. But yeah, speaking of other stuff though, that is sort of nigh on for 2022, but doesn't have a specific release date. And Josh mentioned one before. Um, it's Call of Duty: Modern Warfare 2. There's also God of War Ragnarok. Um, there's Scorn, which is hopefully coming to Xbox. It's kind of like an HR Geiger style horror thing. And um, there's Stray, which is a, assumedly the next mm-hmm. PlayStation exclusive, where you play as a cat in this like cyberpunky world with a bunch of robots. And there's the Chant, which Mister Josh Brown wanted me to include, but I don't know what the Chant is.
1: Yeah, it was just um, like I think it was reannounced. Like, last mm. week when we were putting together the, the list for this and it's mm-hmm. just like this um, strange like third person uh, horror cosmic horror game oh. in the it look it's one of those that looks a little bit ropey but okay. might have a lot of charm in the rope like a
2: mundone
1: a little bit <laughs> like that yeah so I'm gonna be interested to see how this turns out because mm-hmm. I think I was talking to you Scott um, before we did one podcast mm-hmm. one week uh, where I was like where are the horror games this year like yeah we've got mm-hmm. the quarry coming up as we mentioned we've got this and then we've got Scorn but they all seem waited, perhaps, you know, understandably for Halloween towards the second half of the year. So I'm just kind of waiting for a really good horror game to Mm. come out that I can badger you about (laughs) until you play an hour of it and then tell me it's bad.
2: Why do I keep seeing Friday the 13th everywhere? Has that just been re-released? Evil Dead? Evil
1: Dead, sorry. Has that just been
2: released yes that came out last week even though it had zero marketing yeah that's what yeah that's what the thing
1: with evil dead though for as much as i'm really enjoying really enjoying it Uh it's not really a a horror game like it is but it's like action horror you know like you don't play that game to get scared you know like you play it to see a lot of gore and what have you so Mm. i'm want something a bit more psychological
0: you make a very good point considering was it just last year we had visage yeah before the year before but But like yeah genuinely terrifying horror games Mm -hmm. like um yeah there hasn't been any this year so far anything of any real note, anyway. Um, but yeah, God of War Ragnarok seems like one of the biggest question marks because um, Sony very recently have started showing more accessibility videos, which I saw someone round up. Um, apparently there's nearly always a timeline between when Sony show off accessibility features for their next big game and it's nearly always about two weeks later we get a full-on gameplay reveal. Right. And people cited this for um, Last of Us was one of the last times they did it, Last of Us Part 2. And there were two other sort of major exclusives that they did it for. And because these videos that are showing off the accessibility features are just in-game um, for Ragnarok, assumedly that's a confident and Enough build for them to potentially show off. So, if God of War Ragnarok is in a better state than we assume that it has been because Cory Barlog was just doing in person updates and stuff, maybe we are getting God of, War, God of War Ragnarok later this year. What do you guys think of that? Just uh, them just sort of swinging in and going, hey, by the way, God I, of War Ragnarok.
1: I, I will bl- listen, right? I don't want to be too negative, but mm. if this is coming out this year, I need to see more. Yeah, and If the yeah, rumors yeah. are right that we're not going to get a big PlayStation showcase until maybe September at the earliest, mm-hmm. we need some kind of state of play it before uh-huh. and if this thing's coming out this year please ramp up the marketing. I know it would sell anyway but
0: mm-hmm. come on man! this could be one of the biggest,
1: probably the biggest it's game like,
0: It's one of the weirdest sequels because I still think God of War the 2018 one is like the best, one of the best games of all time, the best PlayStation exclusive of all time. Ragnarok is this weird little, it's not a wet fart but it's the weirdest thing because it's on PS4 as well and they've started showing more updated graphics there was like a before and after thing doing the rounds and so like it looks solid enough but even in the accessibility videos in terms of base gameplay if you told me that was the original game, I wouldn't even know. Like, it, I would be like, "Oh yeah, sure." Like, it looks the same. What did you think about
2: Forbidden West compared to? Like, yeah, is
0: like it, like, a, like a visual uptick, more lens flares. Yeah. Like,
2: it's just, it's nothing for me. But I know it's like, so do you I, think it'll be the exact same? As that, is that just a sequel that feels like an expansion? That's just. Kind of, because, well, for me, it, there's only so much you can do when it's cross-platform,
0: yeah. like, and it's just, you're, you're still, the absolute guts of it's left to work on the PlayStation 4, so you're not going to really be able to take advantage of the SSD or whatever level design you might want to do that would be loaded in that way or whatever game features you can think of. So th- that's completely subjective, but, like, I just, it's, I'm just like, that's kind of boring because it's on PS4 as well, and I, I want PS5-only stuff.
1: I don't agree with you in this specific instance for God of War. Mm -hmm. However, I do think Sony needs some kind of PS5 knockout. Because it feels weird that there hasn't been one. Horizon Forbidden West looked incredible, Mm -hmm. but it didn't feel fully next-gen IMO. For me, stuff that we even had before then felt more next-gen, like Ratchet & Clank or what have you. And it feels strange that we are going into the end of this year uh, without something that looks proper next gen if that Mm -hmm. makes sense i know we have final fantasy 16 potentially coming Mm -hmm. out that's a ps5 exclusive but even then one of the biggest criticisms of that reveal trailer was these graphics don't look that (laughs) amazing you know so i want to i just again maybe i'm being greedy selling a little or a lot
2: J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com.
1: Before we go any further, I want to talk to you about today's sponsor, Masterclass. but I want a knockout of some kind.
0: Yeah. I think you buy a system that is purported to do a certain thing, which is assumedly have access to a whole new generation of games. And then it's weird when you don't have something that you can hold up and go, I'm glad I bought this because it can do that. Like, we don't have that. We don't have the thing that the PS only the PS5 can do. And I'm just like, Rift Apart was so exciting in that regard because it was like, here, look, it's loading a whole level in a second. And it's like, that's really cool. Like if they made that more of a gameplay mechanic or something, do something where you look at it and go, that wasn't possible before. Yeah. There's just something a little bit deflating. About about like God of War comes out and it's brilliant. The writing, I'm sure, will be stellar. But if I look at it and go, well, that could have been on PS4, that's a little bit boring to me. It's
1: like we're getting teased with these um, Unreal Engine 5 demos. That as well, stuff. Which which yeah.
0: just are mind The Matrix blowing. thing? Yeah, like, the Matrix thing. Matrix Awakened or whatever it was called. I was like, yep. that looks unbelievable. Yeah. Why and is that not here? Like-
1: that's it. And obviously, you know, we, we'd be it goes without saying there's a lot of issues with the development pipeline yeah, and what have yeah. you. But at the same time, you know, we bought these consoles going on two years, two years. now mm-hmm. and we're still getting teased of what next gen could be with yeah. Unreal Engine 5. That was kind Engine.
0: of the funny thing with um, them, Sony adding a uh, variable refresh rate because it was yeah. like, that's already been on Xbox PC. I've had that for the longest time. Um, and it was like, oh, like, now everything can run in 60 or in theory, um, but it's the most quality of life basic
2: thing they could have added. I think you two are forgetting uh, Gran Turismo 7.
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) Those windows are shiny. Hey, those windows are shiny. Those NPCs in the background (laughs) Uh, are
0: PS2 (laughs) sprites.
1: You made of paper, made of cardboard.
0: Returnal. Why do you keep
2: forgetting about that game? (laughs) Do not bring this up again.
0: (laughs) You could run that on a PS2. (laughs) That would be completely playable on a PlayStation (laughs) 2. There's so many. many... Colors, man! The colors, <laughs> ridiculous! You can't ridiculous. sell your next job with the colors. Oh, um, anyway, we should pivot into so. Mr. Josh Brown.
1: Well, I was just about to say if we're yes. pivoting into rumours, could mm-hmm. I throw in a curveball into this podcast? Can, because I was man. messaged on Twitter the other day after Ooh. we did uh, the, maybe the last podcast of the podcast before by some by someone called Phil Marshall, who is a listener and watcher. I love
0: that You said he's called like Rim Giant, and he's just just letting you know.
1: <laughs> anyway, message me saying you know, like very grateful, like love the podcast. Uh-huh. So and videos and stuff so thank you so much however they made a good point in that I had an oversight when we were talking about the potential slate because I didn't mention at all the potential of PSVR 2 releasing <laughs> yeah, yeah. this year and I thought <laughs> Phil thank you so much for rem- reminding yeah. me because uh. if that piece of hardware drops which it isn't rumored to admittedly I think it's rumored for the f- first half of 2023 but should that thing drop that my friends would make the gaming year for me that would genuinely make this one of the best gaming years, IMO, to have Elden Ring and then have PSVR 2 to look forward to. And what to. game on it? Uh, Half-Life Alex, my friend. <laughs> and Horizon, the Call of the Wild, oh, whatever yeah. okay.
2: Call of the Mountain?
1: Call of the Is Mountain, that's, that's it. That's sure. it. Call of the Mountain. Yeah. But what uh, do you guys like? Do you guys think this will drop? Do you are you looking forward to by your muted responses in person right now? I'm guessing this wouldn't change anything for you this
2: year. This will be the first VR headset that I buy. Is that I true? I will I will get it. Okay. I mean, I'll get it because it's me, but I'm not. I'm not going to play for very long. Unless there's, you know, Astro Room. uh, What Astro Bot's Playroom Two? On it, it could happen. It could happen, my friend. I'll buy it. The The thing it comes out if that's on it.
0: I bought the PSVR um, for No Man's Sky because they did the VR update, and I was like, I can like, it's like I'm sitting in a mech, or I'm like, I'm sitting in a a, a ship, or whatever. That's really cool for me. Like, it needs something that is fundamentally only playable on VR, which I know Alex is is the closest to that. Like, the way you interact with that world is fundamentally you need hands and thumbs, and you can pick stuff up. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, that's really, really cool i hope to get out um ahead of its release and, and show stuff off what that makes your mind kind of go places you never thought before and go oh my god like that's such an insane way of interacting with something that's what i need for me to give a, a crap about vr because it's always right. been here's another on rail shooter here's another here's a thing that i can just play anyway and i'm just yeah. like this is boring as hell oh thing- why would i strap a tv to my face and <laughs> like the, the threat i always honestly i always think like what if someone's just behind me the whole time like someone could come into my house and i'm sitting playing uh that until dawn spinoff thing and someone's just standing behind me just robbing me and yes, I have no is. idea could that not happen anywhere? <laughs> if you were no, just watching the television them, look, you know. I guess so. I know. <laughs> I've been leaving my door open the whole time <laughs> but I uh, do. I just, I just the, yeah that's like a whole separate thing but in terms of um, the like the what the medium does like as VR as a medium uh-huh. like for me it's yet to really come across to the console people like me and it took me a few years but I got frame rates eventually maybe I'll right. get VR eventually I,
1: I hope so because I can only reiterate that some of my favorite gaming experiences and uh, multimedia experiences <laughs> over the past few years have been VR related, man. Playing stuff like The Walking Dead Saints and Sinners, which mm. has a sequel at the end of the year. So if that came to PSVR 2, I would be on that thing day one. But there are just, uh, granted, yes. there aren't loads of games, but there are select games, man, that I just think are pure
0: knockouts for it. And, I will say, um, that I think the tech, if the tech is perfected, it'll get there because I played super hot and, well, I played a bunch of stuff, but super hot I love. I'm one of the. The yeah. coolest first person shooters, but it was when I was playing it and the tracking would go off, so my my guy's hand would just slowly float away from me in the game. Right. And so um, one of our editors, Dan Durkin, brought in his uh, Oculus Quest, and I played like half an hour of the Resident Evil Four in VR. That was way more mind blowing in half an hour than anything on PSVR because the Quest tech maps you so much better. And it was like it was like I was it was like I was there. Like it was I was responding to stuff. Things were coming at my head. I was dodging them. Um, all the the reload animations, all that stuff was so sublime. And it, I didn't need a lifelike graphics engine because it just felt like I was there. So if they can nail the tech side of it, I think that like goes a long way to making it work.
1: I was going to say, does that not make you more excited for PSVR 2? Because obviously PSVR 2 is built from the ground up this time with all of these ideas in mind. It's no longer like, we're going to retrofit the move controllers and see well, if this that's works. The thing. It seems yeah. way more streamlined, way more like, built for consciously PSVR. built.
0: Yeah, yeah built You would hope so. For, I, I yeah. mean, yeah, I hope so. I, but it depends on the games. Like, what are you doing with it? Like, if, in that Horizon thing, is that just going to be, here's a bow and arrow, you're pulling it
2: back you firing a bow and arrow, yeah. like I don't know. did the first one sell well?
1: it sold well yeah right, okay. at least initially at first it sold like a couple of million I, I know mm. Sony said it sold better than they expected to I'm not sure how that lasted over its entire lifespan but it definitely sold well to start with
2: and did they have any exclusive games that were Sony developed
1: they had stuff like Astro Bot that and one that had, was the
2: getaway one that wasn't the getaway yeah Blood, Blood and, and Truth, Truth Yeah, yeah okay. which was
1: quite good they had um, a few others like Until Dawn Russia Blood was really good right. admittedly on rails so they had a few smatterings I would like to see them push that more this yeah. time around and hopefully Hopefully, I don't think they, I don't think they'll ever do this, but create like a Half-Life Alex competitive. Yeah. They have their own funny? one. That'd be great.
0: You mentioned that Until Dawn thing. It was on Rails, and I cited on Rails shooters as part of the problem before. However, on in, in, in Until Dawn, um, what's I think it was called Until Rush of Blood. Rush of Blood. Um, you could target two different enemies at the same time. Like two different like spills of enemies were coming through a level, and I was like doing the the John Wick, the Equilibrium, the Matrix style thing of like both guns out, both uh-huh. arms out, looking back and forward as I shot both guys. And I was like, okay, this is fundamentally not doable on a controller. Yeah. This is what it needs more of. I need yeah. stuff where I think in a different way. Yes. Um, and I'm like fundamentally only able to take out these dudes um, by being in VR. And I was like, that's what you need more of. Let me grab a human shield with one arm and shoot some other dude and then do whatever. Like, give me those things. 100%. Like, if, You know, if you build something around that, it'll be a lot cooler. All
1: I will say is that um, my 50 plus year old father, you know, hasn't <laughs> played a game. Since God of, not God of War 2, Gears of War 2, nice. back in so, the day. That's However, a good time to
0: jump, I'll jump off, to be honest. It is. Yeah.
1: However, put him on the PlayStation VR, put him on Until Dawn, Russia Blood, when that came out. Never seen a man happier. Never yeah. seen a man <laughs> have more fun with a television strapped to his head. He yeah. loved it, which is my litmus test for this thing must be quite good if it's getting do- non gamers yeah. in.
0: Did everyone's dads uh, have a time when they all played Time Crisis with a G-Con 45? No, mine didn't. I, my dad used to love uh, light gun games. It was like Point, okay. bra- uh, point Break and... Uh, or Point Blank. Point Break's the movie. Point yes. Blank is the game. Um, and Time Crisis. with um, the gcon con 45, which you can't buy anymore because it just looks like a gun. But back in the day it was a big old lovely gun
1: that's so annoying because okay. that would be like a perfect future Christmas or birthday yeah. present, wouldn't it dad remember when
0: you loved this here yeah. it is again they don't work on new TVs uh-huh. sadly but um, if you get yeah if you get an old TV or whatever get yourself a G-Con 45 see all we used to have was iToy can you remember that iToy oh, was amazing that's what
2: PS5 needs <laughs> one of my friends <laughs> it is, it is, i-toy, yeah. i-toy.
0: iToy too. of all the things they're bringing <laughs> put that on PlayStation Premium Plus like, <laughs> use the phone to be, uh, beam it in yeah one of my friends sold their entire game collection and all their other consoles to get an iToy and then they played that wish Wash your windows. Yeah, yeah, the best one. And then they were like, it's not worth it, mate. It's not worth it. That's because you've sold everything you own to. To play wishy-washy windows. The wishy-washy windows song was brilliant, though. It, it was, was. When I'm cleaning windows. <laughs> <laughs> it's brilliant. Um, <laughs> on that note, we will talk about some rumors that are only a handful, I think, are worth highlighting. However, they're pretty cool. So the first thing comes from a range of sources, including account NGT and Nick Baker over on the Xbox Hero podcast, saying that, like Josh said before, Sony showcase is apparently scheduled for September, um, but these both these accounts say that not only will Sly Cooper 5 be announced, but an all-new Infamous is going to be revealed as well well, assumedly some sort of reboot. Um, One of the other things that goes alongside this is that September 2022 is Sly Cooper's 20th anniversary. So it makes sense for um, Sony to get back behind that. There's also the Sly Cooper animated show that apparently was finished and just never released. I don't know why they sat on that. Um, I guess they were just like, well, it's not the right time for Sly Cooper, Um, but maybe they do something with that as well. But what do you guys think of both these IP? I couldn't care less about Infamous but give me all the Sly Cooper in the world
1: I, God, I'm also at a kind of you know impasse with this because mm. I would like to see more Infamous that mm-hmm. said if it's Sucker Punch who is developing it I'd rather them focus on Ghost of Sushima or, or anything yeah. way more exciting yep. than an older franchise mm-hmm. but it's it, it would be a weird play if their big things for this year going into next year were
0: a new Infamous and you know a new Sly Cooper <laughs> it's a strange they, double hit do you think they're doing Infamous because of the superhero boom absolutely like, I think someone's yeah. just going like oh, all the kids like superheroes and then all the kids are going we're sick of these shows dad there's five MCU shows and I can't do any more of them no you're getting infamous that's, that's what you need now
1: I, you know what man I think there's potential for it because the, mm. like the power set amongst the infamous games you know whether it's the originals or whether it's second Son. you know I like visually inspired they're, they're mm. cool they're different it's not something we see in every other um, superhero game so hopefully you know they can etch out a space in that territory that isn't necessarily Necessarily like licensed and stuff we know mm. from comic books mm-hmm. and maybe Sony's looking at the license fees for like um, their Marvel games and going well what if we just did that with our in-house properties yeah. you know superheroes are in we've already we, we, people love Spider-Man why don't we just get this one back Cole McGrath somehow. can
0: swing through the city now <laughs> <laughs> Yes, <Yeah, it's laughs> makes simply. it swing on the lightning <laughs> uh, Mr. James Douse what do you think of I guess
2: Sly Cooper uh, sorry uh, no Sly Cooper well either of them really um well are I've they not Sly Cooper but Infamous oh. yeah I'd rather them just do Co. Sly 2 yeah, to be yeah, honest, it's weird. It's weird with Infamous because I always
0: find that like people know the name and it's like oh yeah. my, you know, everyone kind of has a vague association of like visually what that thing plays like. But no one loses their mind over Infamous like, and it's not like I didn't play both those games through. I didn't finish Second Son because um, I just thought the combat just got too annoying with it. But there's a weird like floaty kind of sensibility to them that I just feel they just didn't land as much as they could have done or should I've have put done. Put that and Zone in the same bubble for me. Ooh. Yeah, I uh, was just like, okay. Interesting. I think Killzone's a lot worse off, I think, yeah. for me personally. But it's um Infamous is yeah. definitely good. It is a very good game. Mm. But, but I to say I, I know what you mean. Yeah. A like sort of like failed experiments. Yes. Yes. Um next one down, um, which is something that did the rounds earlier this week, but I think it's just a fun talking point, is Death Stranding 2. Oh, um, oh. because <laughs> uh, Mr. Norman Reedus was talking to LeoEdit.com and just randomly casually mentioned that Death Stranding 2. Um he was talking about um how long it took to make the first one and then he just went, Oh yeah, we just started the second one. And then they moved <laughs> on to the next question. Um he said maybe it it took about two to three years to finish all the motion capture sessions and everything for Death Stranding 1 Um, it takes a lot of work and then the game comes out it won a whole bunch of awards it was a a huge thing and we just started part two of that so he's very much out there talking about it Um, Hideo Kojima um, kind of addressed this did a little tweet um, which was shot as if he was um, threatening Norman Reedus with a big old baseball bat but I don't know whether they shot that beforehand Um, but Kojima just tweeted saying go to your private room my friend uh, to Norman Reedus Um, but either way they're talking about it also this comes after months of Kojima tweeting stuff with the, uh, the Bridges logo in the background or uh, Yoji Shinkawa um, Kojima Productions um, art director or art designer um, showing various sketches of like the Bridges logo and Death Stranding adjacent stuff so we're getting it we're definitely yeah. getting
1: it what I love about this leak man is that a few months ago maybe even a year ago you know Norman Reedus kind of slipped up once already and was yes. like oh we're working on the next one and everyone was like oh no 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 it's probably just like the director's coat or DLC <laughs> yeah. or something and he managed to you know push it under the rug and this time he's like I'm working on part two <laughs> part two is coming I am doing the most." do you hear what I am
0: saying Death Stranding <laughs> 2 it's releasing. a marketing tactic 20, I'm getting you to talk about it <laughs> yeah but I mean it's not, not Norman Reedus' ride mate I need you to care about <laughs>
1: it yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when when this came out man, I mean I crept over to Scott Tilford in the office like a gremlin to be like have you seen <laughs> you, this you slid over to
0: me in quite an angelic motion I was like what is this coming at me It's <laughs> blur and it was you
1: because I'm absolutely excited for this like Death Stranding I think I've decided is one of my favourite games of all time I love that thing I loved replaying it I have no idea what they would even do with a sequel it doesn't really need a sequel especially where the first one left off See, IMO, I,
0: but- yeah I, I hate the way that game ended but I agree with you it is one of the best games games of all time the game part of it is the best thing in the world Um, But yeah, like my wife was like, what the hell do they do with the the rest of that? And I was like, I actually really don't know. I assume you do something with Sam, the character, because he doesn't like being touched and he doesn't want to be around anybody. And maybe you flesh out the stuff with Lou a bit more. Like, as you know, like, but I I think for me, the thing that's interesting is the gameplay stuff. I kind of don't want as much Kojima writing in it. I want more gameplay mechanics and gameplay ideas from Kojima, but I need him to do less eight hour cutscenes. I need him to do less of pretending he's doing a full motion picture at the end of it as well. I don't need that again.
1: I wonder if it's going to be PlayStation exclusive again, because it seems as though like- PS5 exclusive. Well, PS5 exclusive, yes. It's because it seems as though, although it sold decently well, Yeah, like it didn't seem like it was a smash hit, you know. Sony weren't eager to quickly greenlight it in the well, it way didn't that we did hit
0: Horizon or whatever. I'm sure it didn't hit number one on the first week it came out. It was pipped by something that was a bigger deal, a Spidey or something in 2018, right? Um, and then it fell down to like number 38 almost immediately. I remember that because we did a video on it about how it fell down so fast. But I think it still made enough sales in that opening week or whatever but then to it came onto Steam.
2: Yeah, so. That is true, and it's very popular on Steam. I guess the
0: experiment, yeah, with like other platforms, quote unquote. But it's like whether it goes onto Xbox, it feels like a whole other thing, especially when he's been granted a a director's cut or whatever Uh, on uh, on PlayStation, maybe to keep him sweet. So I've not played uh, that game, but
2: it's on that PS Plus, the new one. Hell yeah, it is. There you go.
0: Genuinely. One of the most fun things you can ever do in this life is go through Death Stranding. Okay. Yeah, yeah.
1: Will you play it, James? Yeah, because possible. like obviously uh, when you know, it's hard to remember now, but when the marketing machine was in flow mm. for this thing, it was like one of the most hyped pieces of media ever. We no know one what knew it what it was gonna be. Yeah, no one knew what it was gonna be. No one knew how it was gonna play. And then it came out and everyone was kinda of like, Oh, it's a walking simulator. Yeah. And I don't know how that appealed to people who weren't in the bubble like I was, because I loved that, but I don't know if that might have put you off seeing what, that. What do or you or know about you, Death
2: Stranding? Um, only from the videos that I've edited for work ah. so I know that there's a lot of greenery and I know is. that um, there's a lot of celebrity cameos in it there is <laughs> yeah. that's all I know about it that's, I think you should go in Monster Energy drinks everywhere is not, any right? more, not anymore not anymore, anymore. I rid of them. They had to, I had to swap them out
0: because I guess the license expired or oh, something or wow. changed or whatever now it's uh, it's Bridges Pop or something okay. <laughs> Bridges Energy <laughs> I Bridges I think, Spr- yeah. Energy Bridges Soda um, but yeah you should go in as blind as possible yeah. Yeah. everyone listening to my voice who's not played Death Stranding just experience that game It's. Huh. Uh, I guess wait until the Premium Plus thing comes out but um, yeah that's me and Josh will live vicariously through you because going through that game is one of those fun things you can do Uh Um, next one down is um, Nintendo apparently rumoured to drop a range of smaller directs across the summer rather than focus on a a, uh, big one Um, E3 isn't happening but we do have the Summer Games Fest however Nintendo don't like to play ball with Summer Games Fest most of the time but one of the main rumours is a Metroid Prime 4 one Um, and this isn't based on very much other than Retro Studios who um, restarted development on the game in 2019 after it was initially announced in 2017 have finally changed their Twitter banner in February to one of Samus. So it seems like maybe they kind finally gearing up for a release. Now I know that's Threadbare
2: AF but I, it's time that Metroid came back. I'll believe that when I see it. Because <laughs> I don't believe that game is ever going to come out. Really? <laughs> no. I mean the thing is like it is yeah 2017 is when it started. They've
0: restarted development. It's been another three yeah. years but two of them were COVID years. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I guess I would because it's assumedly if it's in the same vein as Metroid the, the Prime Trilogy, it doesn't need to be a big lavish Sony challenging thing. Yeah. It just needs to be a Prime Game, so maybe there's a way to
2: do that. When was the last one? Other M, I think it was called like 2010, yeah, 2010, 2011, something like that. Yeah,
0: I, I quite like
2: Other M. Okay, I think
0: it plays quite well. Yeah. I don't think it's the cutscenes are good and the yeah. characterization of Samus is horrendous, mm-hmm. but I like that they attempted to like hybridize the NES or the sorry, the SNES side controller stuff. Yeah, and then when you move it like upwards, you aim
2: like mm-hmm. the in first person. I think that was kind of cool. Was it was it um, Animal Crossing that outsold all of the Metroid <laughs> series with yeah. one game? It's just the, the amount of money that's going into Prime Four. Mm-hmm. I wonder if Nintendo are just like, why are we doing this? Kind of. If nobody buys it, I will. I kind of hope amount. like the because yeah, that you're right. Like there was something about the entire Metroid franchise. Although
0: Dread did outsell everything else as well. Dread is like yes. the top the top yeah. selling one now. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Dread kind of like re put Metroid back on the map. But you're right. Like Metroid overall was never one of their biggest selling franchises, but it is such an in insane insanely influential IP that I guess Nintendo are like well we can't not support it it is a yeah. big part of our identity or something um, which I do, I'm, I'm glad for that the other thing with Metroid Prime is that there's apparently a Metroid Prime HD trilogy that's been ready since like 2019 because um, it was meant to drop alongside the original version of Metroid Prime but until things got reset so I wonder if they put that out, I mean like maybe yeah. they'll put that out as some sort of reminder of like hey guys hey new generation, hey kids
2: there's a Met- this is a Metroid Prime game and yeah, this so is what this is. They announce 4 for coming out next year mm. and be like oh and trilogy out now. Mm-hmm. That's what they should do. It's Nintendo, so they won't. Well,
0: yeah, there is that. Um, I will finally um, finish on quite a regular rumor that does the rounds, but it goes alongside the Metroid thing, because it could be something of a launch game. Now, this comes from Bloomberg's uh, report last year on the Nintendo 4K Switch, but I just picked this up because they said in last year's report that the earliest date that it would come out is 2022, uh, late 2022, um, and then mentioned that, because um, there was a whole thing about various warehouses and developers and manufacturers having access to the, uh, the new 4K Switch, and then Nintendo just declined the entire thing but that was always real like none of those sources weren't all lying and um, there were 11 separate sources so like th- that has to be a thing and um, so I kind of just went back to that and I was like well what could we see for the rest of this year um, and Bloomberg's report it was in September last year said that the earliest date for the Switch the newest Switch would be um, late this year late 2022 and cited all 11 sources all 11 teams that were all given 4k switches for development and uh, one of them being Zynga now Zynga had to decline it as well as Nintendo but initially it was all confirmed um, and that was the whole thing it was coming later this year at the earliest. Do you think that's the case? No, not anymore. <laughs> if this thing comes out, it comes out with Breath of the Wild 2. Yes, that's, yeah, yeah, And, yeah. you know, this was obviously
1: written last year or whatever when Breath of the Wild was slated for 2022. So mm-hmm. I, I imagine, this is just me here, mm-hmm. them saying at the earliest would be because it coincided yes. with Breath of the Wild 2. That's a I very, think, very good point. I think they come out at the same time. I think they inform each other. I think, you know, they help each other sell. In mm-hmm. if there's one game that would get people excited for new hardware, for me, what else do they have in the pipeline that's coming up soon that's bigger than breath of the wild 2.
0: is that also why they pushed breath of the wild 2 back at the end of the year to Ooh, do something yeah. with it in regards to the 4k stuff that is the regular switch maybe. can't do
1: is it like the original breath of the wild all over mm. again with the Wii U
0: going yeah. into the switch <laughs> who yeah. knows yeah that would be a really weird thing because the original breath of the wild for as like goat as it is like you can just play that game on a Wii U mm-hmm. like it's like even the UI is made for a Wii U tablet screen. Yes. Which
1: almost doesn't make sense like if you think about history mm. that almost feels like a divergent timeline, <laughs> do you yeah. know what yeah. I mean? Like it feels so much like a Switch game. But do you, it's hard to, but do remember when they Wii,
0: had to announce the Switch version and they were like, and everyone was like, oh so what's the Switch one do, the Wii, the Wii one can't, and they went oh the grass sounds are better? <laughs> I was like, Is that all you've got? Like I mean I'm hoping they've got something better for this one And yeah. just sort of the sounds of the wild are different <laughs> We'll have to wait and see, we but um, yeah, so the rest of this year is still other the games I mentioned earlier on. There's enough stuff to talk about spread across. There's pretty much one title a month, really, um, but kind of just one. Oi, Go you on. know what's
1: incredibly telling? Oi. We missed Gotham Knights. No, we Goth- didn't. Did we not? Well, we- I mentioned well, We didn't talk about it, though. We didn't talk about it. We though. didn't talk about, didn't about, it. Didn't talk about it. it. I
0: mentioned that Gotham Knights is coming out 25th of October. Yes, oh, yes, There's yes. a good reason we didn't talk but about like that game. We just
1: skipped over it entirely. <laughs> yeah. We are like, nah,
0: we'll,
2: I'd rather talk about the chance in <laughs> <laughs> Gotham Knights. That game is, looks abysmal. Isn't Splatoon out at that time?
0: Splatoon is out on the 9th of September.
2: So. That's yeah,
0: we'll, we'll, we'll be playing Splatoon. Don't yes, worry about certainly it. Certainly will. Squid Kids. And um, for now though, this has been the What Culture Gaming Podcast. I've been your host, Scott Tilford, for joined by James Dowse. Go to him first. Go for Josh. Josh
1: ah, thank you, Scott. I love you. But also James Dowse. Love you too, man.
0: And we'll catch you next <laughs> week. bye Bye-bye.